0: I love the strategy on how IRAs, 401ks, Roth IRAs can buy real estate and invest in funds and all these other things. Then I wrote the number one book in the field on it, which is my book, The Self-Directed IRA Handbook, which government agencies use my book, by the way. The National Association in my industry uses the book as part of a certification training program. So I became the expert in like one little thing, how retirement account can buy real estate in private companies.
1: Welcome to your daily real estate syndication show. This is Dina Berg. Very excited about my guest today, Matt Sorensen. Matt is founder and CEO of Directed IRA and Directed Trust Company. With over a billion assets on the platform, they provide self-directed accounts to investors in all 50 states. Matt's an attorney, he's a real estate investor, he's a best-selling author, He's a national speaker and expert on self-directed retirement accounts. He wrote the book, The Self-Directed IRA Handbook. He sold over 35,000 copies. And listen, guys, this is the most widely used book in the self-directed IRA industry. VIP contributor at Entrepreneur. He's been cited and referenced and quoted by the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, and The Guardian on self-directed topics. In his spare time, he is a senior partner at KKOS Lawyer. He is a partner at his law firm, and man, I just have to say, at first I was not sure I was gonna be super excited about learning more about self-directed retirement accounts, but man, my mind has been blown. I'm very excited about this, both from the investor side. If you have self-directed retirement accounts that are in mothballs, you need to get going, get re- get investing in real estate or, or something that you're passionate about, or from the capital raising side. There's just a lot of opportunities. So. I know you're going to enjoy this show. Matt Sorensen, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here today.
0: My pleasure. Excited.
1: Well, why don't we get going? I mean, you have quite a broad array of, of background and experience. Yeah. So why don't you give us a little background where you started and then we can move through according to uh, yeah how we can apply those things to our listeners.
0: Awesome. So I mean, I'm a tax lawyer by trade. I mean, that was my profession. I was a prosecutor. I'm- into corporate America as a business and tax lawyer, and then have my law firm KQS Lawyers with my partner Mark Kohler, and we got sixty plus legal team helping clients across the country from a business and tax standpoint. But what I did as a lawyer is I got focused in on how people can use retirement accounts, which there's thirty five trillion dollars in retirement accounts, but how can people use that money to invest in real estate or private companies, small businesses, and we had clients in our law firm that just wanted to do it. And there was not a lot of good information out there. Wasn't on the bar exam, didn't learn it in law school. There was no good books on it. So I just hyper-focused in that niche area as a lawyer. I love the strategy on how IRAs, 401ks, Roth IRAs can buy real estate and invest in funds and all these other things. Then I wrote the number one book in the field on it, which is my book, The Self-Directed IRA Handbook, which government agencies use my book, by the way the national association in my industry uses the book as part of a certification training program. So I became the expert in like one little thing, how retirement account can buy real estate and private companies.
1: I love this. Okay. So when you were little, you're like, I want to grow up and be an attorney. And then you grew up and you said, I want to be a tax attorney. And yeah. then you stumbled into this, like back up just a little bit more. Yeah. A lot of- <laughs> You found this niche and you're yeah. just owning it. This is great, but back up just a little bit. And then It's kind of like your main gig now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the main thing. I'm, I'm keeping the main thing too. So it was just, I just was super attracted to it as a strategy. One, because I knew it was underserved. I was like, people don't know about this. Even yesterday I was meeting with a bunch of business owners. These are people that run large organizations and like one of them out of 10 had heard about this. And so I'm like, this is, there's a big market of people. First of all, there is $35 trillion in this that don't even know you can do this. And and so many people are so frustrated because they have an IRA or 401k, but it's invested in something they're not passionate about, they don't care about, and they don't know much about. Right. And so we're like so disconnected from that money, but it's such a big part of our financial security and what people want to retire on in later years. So I was like, this could be really cool. So I just dug into it and learned everything I could about it. The nice thing was that clients pay me by the hour to figure it out. Yeah. So I got paid for that, which was great. But I like it myself. Like, this is what I do with my retirement account. Like my IRAs own rental properties. Right now, my retirement account does private money lending exclusively. I'm lending to other real estate investors to put it on deals. They need capital to do deals. I need deals and I want to get my money out right and invest it. And so it's like a win. So I just love the topic. But it's actually funny because my main business now is Directed IRA. That's our IRA company where we handle self-directed IRA accounts. Directedira.com, you can find us. But we have $1.5 in assets in the last four years. We're setting up 30, 40 accounts a day for people that want to go invest in real estate or a private company. And so, but that's what I'm doing every day now, transitioning from being a lawyer, advising clients. But honestly, I went to law school wanting to own a business not just a law practice, but thinking there was some other thing I could find out from the expertise and connections of being a lawyer that actually was my plan. (laughs) It's, I mean, it seemed, and that's what happened. And so I love the law. Don't get me wrong. And I love being a lawyer, but as a lawyer, you trade time for money. You know what I mean? You have, you bill and then you get paid. And then if you want to make more money, you got to go trade more of your time and bill to get, to make more money. So. So this is the best of both worlds. What's your favorite lawyer joke? My favorite lawyer joke? <laughs> That's a good. One. I don't know. I don't know. There's always like the ones like, what do you see? What you, I, I don't know. I got a good lawyer joke off the top actually.
1: It's if you're the lawyer, you can say the joke, but if you're not, yeah. you couldn't be saying what I know. Okay. No, let's talk. I don't want to get
0: kicked out of the club, yeah. okay. or so I'm not going to get one.
1: Your role is secure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Let's, so what do you do for investors? Do you then host a platform? Let's kind of back it out. Let's say yeah. I'm somebody who has a 401k and it's not self-directed, which is yeah. untrue. I do have a self-directed 401k and it yeah. is in real estate. <laughs> nice. <investors. All> right. <laughs> but like, let's kind of break it right down yeah. for the, listener who's, like you said, never heard of this before.
0: Yeah. So What we do is, one, we just want to educate people on what they can invest in. I'm not telling people to invest in real estate. Invest in whatever you want. Invest in what you know and what you're good at and what you're passionate about. What I'm out there telling people and educating is you don't just have to buy an ETF or a mutual fund. And so we spend a lot of time, like tomorrow I'm going to be speaking in Dallas to a group of real estate investors. I'm going all over the place. Um, I'm speaking in in Seattle, to a group of private equity investors that are basically investing in small, medium-sized businesses they are trying to grow, right? And so I don't care what you're interested in, but I'm just telling you, most people are not interested in an ETF or mutual fund. And sure, you might want to have some of your money invested in that, but we've just been brainwashed that's the only option for your IRA or 401k. And of that $35 trillion that's out there, I mean, this is the most investable piece of money, period. There's no more money anywhere to invest in anything. Than US retirement accounts. That and we, a it's a lot of money. And we all have a little sliver of that. And someone listening, you think you have an IRA or 401k, and do you even know what it's invested in? Your friends and family do. Your spouse might like, and just know that you have options. And so that's what we're doing. And at Directed IRA, we handle the accounts. So if you wanna use an IRA or an old employer 401k, you need to have a custodian for the IRA mm-hmm. and you can self-direct a 401k too. I don't know if you have a solo 401k or what, if you're self-employed, there's, there's lots of options there. I wrote a whole freaking book on this stuff. So, <laughs> and I have a two day conference on it, so I can talk forever about it, but, but so you have to have a custodian, just kind of like you have to have fidelity for your IRA or TD Ameritrade or whoever you're using when you're buying stocks or mutual funds. If you're buying real estate, it's the same thing you need to have a custodian of the IRA. And that's what directed IRA does. So we're like a Fidelity or a TD Ameritrade. We provide the account, we do all the tax reporting and we qualify it from a tax standpoint so that you don't pay taxes, right? Because your IRA or 401k is the same thing. Like, like this, I just want to make sure everybody understands the concept here. Let's say I buy Facebook stock, 100,000 of it and it goes up to 150 grand and I sell that 150,000 now, that 150 grand of stock, the cash from it goes back in my retirement account, right? I don't pay any taxes. That account at Fidelity, it's not hitting my 1040. It's all building up in my retirement account. Now I got 150,000 to invest. Well, it's the same thing for real estate, right? If I bought a property for 100 grand, it goes up to 150 and I sell it for 150. That whole 150 goes back into my retirement account. I don't need to do a 1031 exchange and meet some deadlines, right? It's like the whole 150 goes back to my retirement account and now I can invest it in the next deal. It's not going on my 1040. It's not going on my personal tax return. It's growing to later come out in retirement. So that perk of not paying tax when you're making money, whether it's rental income or gain on a property, or you're investing in a fund, whatever it may be, that same tax benefit you get on a stock or a mutual fund is the same for real estate. It's all tax deferred for your traditional accounts or tax-free in retirement accounts. It's not hitting your 1040.
1: Beautiful. Okay. So so let's say I'm somebody and I want to get rolling. I go to your platform. Yeah. What like, is there an amount that is too small to do this? Like, is it worth it for any amount? Let's say somebody doesn't yeah. have a, let's say somebody does have a lot. Would you advise yeah. them one way or another based on
0: what they have? I would say the average investor needs 50 grand. Okay. If you're an average investor and I mean, like you're not in a professional in the space, you're not in the real estate space on a daily basis. You're like me, I'm an average investor. Okay. I my I didn't buy my first property in my retirement account until I had 40 grand. I just bought a single family rental, is in Indianapolis. I sold it for 185 five years later. Had a 250 percent return on it, way better than the S&P 500. I'm an average investor, okay. But we but right now I just private lend my money and just think of 50 grand. I can lend that at 12 percent and two points right now. It's good hard money lending rates. I get it secured on property. It's way better than I'm going to get in the stock market. At that rate, that's a 14% annual rate when I click my- Private lending? Interest.
1: I didn't know this. This is great. Yeah.
0: Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love doing this. This is where I'm, what I'm doing with most of my money now. And so, um, but now if you're a, a really good investor and a pro, which we have lots of them, they can come in with a $6,500 one-year contribution. They don't have any retirement account dollars to start with. And they just throw a one-year Roth IRA contribution in of 6,500 bucks, and they can go wholesale a property or do an option deal or get in on some deal that they can turn that into 50 grand or 100 grand. And so they have enough deal flow and opportunities where they can turn that into a large gain. So I'll give you an example. And this was a client that had 10 grand in a Roth IRA. This was the moment I decided working with this client that this is what I want to do forever. Okay. Let's hear it. He only had 10 grand. Now, this was a pro, okay? He's a real estate investor and developer. There's a piece of land that was up against the highway that was agricultural land. Now, my client knew that the county and state were gonna put an exit off that highway there where this land was, and that this was gonna go from just agricultural property to like highway commercial. And so he went to the landowner and he said, hey, I'll give you 450 grand for this property, but I just want an option to purchase. I want a five year window to acquire this property for four hundred fifty grand. Now, at the time, the property was worth 300, 350, maybe. And so the, ag- the owner of the land for the agriculture is like, what do I care? If you're willing to pay 100 grand more than it's worth, I'll go buy land down the street. For, I mean, this is agricultural land. I don't care. And so my client bought an option with his Roth IRA. So his Roth IRA gave the guy $10,000 as a fee, as an option fee to have the right to acquire the property for $450,000 within five years, okay? Now, this is a client that does this all the time, right? He's always optioning out properties and stuff personally, but when he sells those things, he pays tax and he's in high tax rates, right? And so he wanted to do this in a Roth IRA. Okay, so now fast forward three years later, the highway exit comes in and now there's, People want to put in a a gas station, right? They want to put in a convenience store. They want to put in a subway.
1: One question, just to clarify for listeners, what exactly does an option do from the standpoint of an
0: investor? So from the investor, you have the right, but not the requirement to buy the property at the agreed upon price. So they agreed that my client would buy the property for 450 grand and the seller had to sell. And so my client had that five-year window to buy that property if they have to
1: sell, they can't say, I'm going to hold on to the property. They have
0: to sell. Okay. And now okay. it depends on how you wrote it up, but that's generally what it is. Okay. Now, if you're an owner of property, you're not going to just give options all the time, but my client gave him 10 grand. Okay. He said, here's 10,000 bucks. So I'm serious. I'm securing this right. And it was a price over what the value of the property was at the time. So the seller was like, sure, dude, whatever you want to, I'll take your money. And so, but his Roth IRA did. This wasn't him personally doing this or his personal LLC or corporation. This was his Roth IRA. Now, why yes. did he use a Roth IRA? Um,
1: uh, Roth IRA, LLC or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was actually just done out of his Roth IRA. He uses an LLC now. But you could do either way and we can talk about that. But now, why would someone use a Roth IRA though? Because (laughs) it's no tax. Okay. This client's in his fifties. And so what happens later is this property ends up being worth one and a half million dollars. Okay. That's the value of the property. So he sells the option to another developer, someone he knows he's in the business, right? So he's doing all this all the time. Sales to someone he knows for over a million dollar gain. He doesn't buy the property. His Roth only had $10,000. Oh my word. He sells the option for over a million dollars because it's worth 1.5. And he has a million dollar gain go into his Roth IRA. Okay. So now this is the moment I was like, all right. This is what I need to do. This is pretty cool. This client paid zero tax on this. And now he has, he's got a 10 million plus account now but now he had a million dollars in his Roth IRA and no tax. And now he's he so a lot of people need like like me, I'm a base hitter, okay? And I don't there's home run hitters out there though. We've got lots of them. Like guys like this. They hit yeah. home runs, they do they do put turn $10,000 into a million in a deal. That's not me, okay? I'm just a base hitter getting my 12% interest or my cash flow on a rental and some appreciation when I sell. But that's way better than an ETF or mutual fund for me. So um, so you could be a home run hitter and you could be a pro and you can just have 6,000, 10,000 bucks in an account. If you're just kind of a novice at real estate or you're somewhat, you got a day job or a business and you kind of invest somewhat on the side, you might need about 50 grand. But let me go back to that client because I want to see one other thing about that guy. That guy, when he ended yep. up finishing this, okay? Yep. I had a call with him. He's like tidying it up, making sure he did everything right. And we finished the call and I was like waiting for high fives, right? Nope. He went on a little rant and he was pissed off. Okay. Why? Because nobody told him he could do this before. Oh, right He's like, I have the big CPA firm, the big law firm, a financial advisor. All these people knew. I made money in real estate and hate paying taxes. Not one of those dummies told me, and he was dropping some F-bombs here. I'll save everybody from that. (laughs) Yeah, not one of them told me I could do this. He's like, I had to go self-discover it. And then he found me to teach him how to do it. And, but he was super pissed off because he's like, I've been buying mutual funds. and, And he's like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing there. And so- So that brings a really important principle that we've tried to do, that we've instilled in our company at Directed IRA. That's even kind of guided my own personal investing philosophy is invest in what you know. And Mm -hmm. you have, people have these retirement accounts sitting out there and they're investing in stuff they know nothing about. And go look at the history of it. Has it done well? And if real estate, why aren't you investing your retirement account in that? And so, I don't know, that was kind of a, a wake up moment for me. And I was like, this is what I need to do. There's a lot more people out there like this guy, not necessarily home run hitters, just some base hitters too, that really need to know they can use this strategy and invest in what they know. Real estate has been one of the tried and true methods to grow and build wealth in our country. And we just have not thought about it for retirement accounts.
1: So that retirement account now has millions in it. I mean, yeah, he's got a
0: 10 million plus account. I mean, my largest client is a real estate guy too. He has a $300 million Roth IRA. Thanks.
1: Dang. Okay. My mind just (laughs) got a little bit blown because I had Roth IRAs in a little box over here. I didn't realize how rapidly you could scale it. So I have a question. Help me and our listeners understand the difference, even from a tax purposes, reason Mm -hmm. why a Roth IRA is different from a self-directed 401k, what you can and can't do with one versus the, or can you do the same?
0: Okay. So in the, you have In the world of retirement accounts, we have 401ks and IRAs Mm -hmm. and Roth accounts and traditional accounts. So hang with me here because this is a little complicated. Keep the picture. We're with you. All right. Okay. 401ks are like when you have a job, you work at a big company or you're self-employed. You can have your own 401k called a solo 401k. Mm -hmm. Maybe your own business that you own with employees. You can have a 401k. In a 401k plan, you can have it be self-directed where you could invest in real estate or other assets like this. The problem is most people that have a 401k plan at their day job, you know, you work for a Fortune 500 company or whatever, like they're gonna let you buy mutual funds and that's it. They don't let you buy real estate or self-direct it. So in the 401k space, that's all employer-based plans. Now, but you can have Roth or Tradition. I'm gonna come to Roth and Tradition here in a second. IRAs are individual accounts. Anyone can have an IRA, you just have to be an individual. Most IRAs are funded from an old employer 401k. Mm
1: -hmm. I worked
0: at a company for 10, 20 years and I saved a bunch of money in it. My company did matching and now I've left and that 401k that's at Vanguard, I've rolled over to an IRA at Charles Schwab or at my XYZ bank or credit. Now I'm buying stocks or whatever I'm doing. Yeah, That's a huge piece of the industry. That is the largest piece of where retirement account dollars are, are right now. They're in IRAs, but they started in an old employer 401. There's mm-hmm. almost 15 trillion dollars of that 35 trillion I mentioned. 15 is that alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get to IRAs, you have traditional and Roth. Mm-hmm. Traditional is what we call tax deferred, or I like to call it taxed late. See, when you put money in your traditional 401k at work or you put money in a traditional IRA, you get a tax deduction. If I put 5,000 bucks in my 401k at work, it's a traditional account or my IRA that's a traditional IRA. I put 5,000 bucks in, I got a $5,000 tax deduction that year. It saved me tax. It lowered my taxable income. But there's a catch on a traditional account Mm -hmm. it's tax deferred. It's cool that I don't pay taxes I'm investing. I'm making money. It's not hitting my 1040. I'm just growing the account. I get to reinvest every dollar. But when I start pulling money out at 59 and a half, which is the time, which is the age when you can pull money out, you start paying taxes.
1: And And there's no way to
0: avoid that. There's no way to avoid that in a traditional account. Right. Okay. Now a Roth account is what we call taxed. Never. Okay. So we've got traditional think of tax later. It's going to get taxed on the way out at retirement. Now, a lot of people are like, well, but I'll be in a lower tax bracket. I won't be working or I, I won't have my business anymore. So I'll be in a lower tax bracket. So it won't be that brutal. And, and that can be true. There's a ton of traditional accounts out there. The Roth IRA, though, is tax never. Now, in a Roth account, when you put money in, and this could be a Roth 401k or this could be a Roth IRA. When I put money in my Roth IRA or Roth 401k, let's say I dropped 5000 bucks in, I don't get a tax deduction government's like, good for you, but we're not helping you save taxes today. But we're going to let that investment grow and you don't pay taxes, you're building it. And when you pull it in retirement and you start taking money out, no tax on the way out. So our principle and why we love Roth accounts in particular, whether it's a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, the, the reason we like it is We'd rather pay a little bit of tax now as you're putting money in on the seed, so to speak,
1: 100%. than paying
0: tax on the harvest later. And it's grown and it's big. That's
1: so practical. So are both? You can, can you get both in the yeah. self-directed vehicle? You
0: can self-direct both. We have thousands of traditional IRAs that are self-directed. Our, okay. and, and actually out there in general, there's more traditional IRAs than Roth IRAs because people like the tax deduction now and they've been around longer. Roth IRAs are a little newer. They've been around now for almost 20 years, but you know, but traditional IRAs are definitely, they've been around for 40 years. So So they're they're more popular.
1: If you wanna get in and start hitting home runs, let's say the Roth IRA is the vehicle.
0: Exactly, yeah. Even if you're someone in your forties or fifties, like you're not gonna draw on this thing for 10, 20 years. And if, even if you're a base hitter, the Roth IRA is where to go. Definitely the home run hitters. That's a given, right? That's it. That's an easy one. Like my yeah. client with the three hundred million Roth IRA, he doesn't want to pay tax pulling that stuff out, right? So, right. and he knew he was smart. He's successful. He's gonna do a Roth IRA.
1: So, what does the conversion process look like for a self-directed Roth IRA?
0: Okay. Well, con- there is something specifically called a Roth conversion, which is actually when you say that word. So, I want to. I not I been mean, your question, but I want to say what Roth conversion is. don't like it. No, maybe it was okay. Is that if someone has a traditional IRA, they can turn it into a Roth IRA. And so if you're like, oh, I've got a hundred thousand traditional IRA, but I'd rather be a, I'd rather have a Roth IRA. Well, you can do, you convert it from traditional to Roth and, and the IRS is like, cool, we're going to let you do that. But there's a catch. That hundred thousand account is now taxable in that year. So let's say you had an account with us, a traditional IRA with us, and you're like, all right, Matt, I want it to be a Roth. I get it. I want tax-free on the way out. I don't want to pay taxes in retirement. Convert it. We're going to send you a 1099 for 100 grand. And that 1099 is going to go on your 2023 tax return, 100,000 of income, Mm -hmm. which if you're in a 30% tax bracket fed, 5% state, that's 35,000 in tax you're going to pay. But if just think about this, if you turn that 100,000 into a million within 10, 20 years, whatever your horizon is, 30 in investing, you've paid 35,000 in taxes instead of three hundred and fifty grand, assuming your tax rate was 30% and 5% in retirement. So it's a, we're kind of like paying the price now to get to that tax free vehicle later. Yeah. But you can't convert to Roth, and we're doing it. Every day, someone's converting to Roth here. We have more Roth accounts than anything. So,
1: wow, I'm just wrapping my mind around all of this.
0: That
1: <laughs> amazing. I guess I I only knew a very small portion of the power of these vehicles, but that story about the options. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean it's and and all like just think. I'll just give my example because I think some people are like like me. Like I hear that example, that gets me excited, but I I don't have that deal. So like to me that it's a cool thing and it was a guideline for me and like, oh my gosh, there's people that need this strategy that could do like amazing things. But even you just think of like the private money lending, I know it's boring. It's not as exciting as just going out and doing a million dollar option. But if you think of like lending your money at 12% interest in two points, that's 14% annual return. I am doubling my money every three and a half years at that rate.
1: Nothing to sneeze at.
0: Okay, that the compounding of that, that's pretty great. And I remember the reason I got into that is I had a client that had about six or 700,000. This is 10, 15 years ago. He had about six or 700,000, worked in corporate America, left, put the whole thing, rolled the whole thing in and started self-directing. Only thing he did was private money lending. And his account's 10 million plus now because he's been doing it consistently for that long. He's not hitting home runs. He's hitting maybe doubles, <laughs> but he's just consistent and he's getting a better return than he can otherwise get in the market. He's investing in what he's passionate about and he knows and he spends his time. In. So, in.
1: Okay. So this is going to be my last question and we're going to wrap up and then we're going to yeah. continue the conversation in yeah. another episode. But private money lending, does your book tell investors how to do that?
0: Yes. So I got 15 chapters in my book. It goes over real estate, it goes over notes, which would be private money lending, investing in funds or private companies, startups. I mean, I got all that stuff in there. There's Even a chapter on crypto. I got using a solo K if you're self-employed, which is a cool strategy also. So we cover all of that. And there's some rules you got to learn too. Like there's something called the prohibited transaction, which means you can't buy or sell real estate between yourself and your IRA, or you, you can't buy real estate with your IRA that you go live in or your kids live in or something. You can't, mm-hmm. if you're doing private money lending, you can't lend money from your IRA to yourself. Okay, so there's some kind of restrictions on you can't mix in you personally with your IRA and the deals. Mm-hmm. of so a little bit to know about it, but I always tell people self-directed IRA is, you, you need to learn the rules, but it's like playing a board. It's not rocket science, but you got to read the rules or play with someone. But once you've done it a few times, it's the same thing over and over again. So- hmm. Definitely can be learned. We have a directed IRA podcast where we go over this. I got the book at directedira.com. We do a monthly webinar. We do we have so much educational content. The book's 20 bucks. Everything else is free. There's just a lot of educational content out there you can consume to just to learn this. And so, and we're attorneys on CPAs here. Like we have credentialed people. That was the problem when I before I wrote my book, I'll be honest, is anyone talking about this had zero credentials. They weren't backing up with a case, the tax code, nothing. They were mostly selling you an investment opportunity. And so we tried to kind of chart a different course, put a professional twist on it, and give people like really the reality of what you can and can't do. So happy to get any of that content out to you guys to just try to get you a little more info on how to do this. Phenomenal.
1: Matt Sorensen, how can people find you?
0: Best place is go to directedira.com. That's our company where we're doing this, directedira.com. My personal site is Matt Sorensen with one T. My parents did me zero favors there, but it's Matt with one T, (laughs) Sorensen, S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N.com. And that's where you can just learn more about me, connect with me on any social channels. But I'm also at Matt Sorensen on all the other places, YouTube channel, all those places you can find me.
1: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time and opening up this whole new world to all of us. We are grateful for the the content for sure.
0: Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.